welcome to Existential Bread. I'm Liv. And I'm Nicole. And we are coping with life. One loaf at a time. Did you used to do that thing where you'd take multiple books on holiday with you, but you'd only end up reading like one, but you were like, you had every intention to read like two or three? We had, because, so we used to go to Dominican Republic for a month, so we had to take our summer reading Mm. with us. And I think that's where kind of like my love of doing it came from, just Mm. always having to have a book on the beach. Um, (laughs) I remember one year we had to read Siddhartha, which I'm sure, Siddhartha? It's, um, yeah, it's. I don't want to sound ignorant right now. I don't remember. I hated it. <laughs> I mean, if it was a school reading, then everyone probably hated it too. It's by Herman Hesse, and it's about the spiritual journey of self-discovery of a man named Siddhartha. I hated it. <laughs> I've never heard of it. It's set during the time of Buddha. I probably could read it now and like it, but when as a teenager, I hated it. Being forced to read it over summer holidays probably wasn't what you wanted. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was about this guy, you know, how like reaching Nirvana mm. and all that. That's very deep for a teenager to be reading. I was an advanced, right. I was honors girl, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now I can't read. I used to read like three oh. books, you know, a week, like school mm-hmm. reading just whatever i wanted to read and, and now i can't read same anything. read fan fiction like and that's about I, it. I was having a conversation with someone today because she's a really like she's an avid reader and like she, i think it's what we're in april she's read about 80 books this year so far she's avid reader <gasps> i know i used to be like that i wish but same but i'm not like that anymore like i cannot sit down like <laughs> my brain's just mush like i've studied so much and i've read so much um it just took the fun out of it and i can't like every every so often a book mm-hmm. will come along that i actually get engrossed in and i'm like oh this is good like i'm reading one at the moment called a room full of uh, no a room made of leaves and that's really good mm-hmm. so every so often it happens but it takes a lot for me to sit down and actually read it without like just being like oh but i could be watching tiktoks instead like you know <laughs> just like my four second monkey brain can handle that but it can't handle reading a book anymore which is sad it has to be a good book Last book I read that I really enjoyed was Circe uh, by Madeline Miller. Uh, it's about, she got it, uh, Circe. Yeah, she's the one that turns men into pigs. Oh, I didn't know that. Greek. Greek, oh. Greek mythology. Good read. Um, it's kind of like, it is it was really good. I think you'd like it. It's kind of one of those, like, I guess it's just a deeper dive into what could have been her life. Mm, I love those um, kind of books. You know, mythology. It's, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed that. And I haven't really read anything since. Mm. Yeah, being it's hard with when you have a toddler yeah. to kind of sit down and <laughs> not. I mean, I guess the only reading you're doing is like two year olds. <laughs> like, what was it? Oh, what were the books like? Um, I have read Rainbow Fish, The Hungry Caterpillar, <gasps> like so many times, and I love it. And I want to make sure that she has like, oh, and she loves her books. Like, Good. She, you know, she loves looking through books. Just wait till she's our age and she can't read anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make her enjoy it now because she won't when she's in her twenties. I want to be part of book TikTok like so badly. Like I'm envious of how m- many books they read and how like into it they are. But I'm just like my brain is mm-hmm. my brain is dead. Like there's nothing there's nothing left. It's like a peanut in there. Like I can't take it. Well, that's the thing, and I don't have the time to sit 
and read a book that I just don't like or just try to test the waters and I don't have the money to test yeah. a book. And then going to bed, like that's usually the time I would read if I have a chance to read. And I'm tired and I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't concentrate a paper this time of night. <laughs> just even though. Oh, I guess we do listen to audiobooks. Oh, yeah. Before bed, we listen to We've been listening to Aragon. I don't know what's happening because I usually fall asleep, but I'm counting it subconsciously. The information's there. I love falling asleep listening to stories. I've got the um, oh, this is so. I feel I feel middle aged saying this. I've got the Calm app, <laughs> and it has like the stories on it, oh, yeah. the sleep stories, and that's like for a good month or so. That was the only thing that would get me to sleep was listening to these stories. And yeah, I couldn't listen to the Harry Styles one because it made me too awake. <laughs> it's like I'm too I'm too like into this <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> Well, my reading is these days is like you know I just love a good romance you know me smut um <laughs> is like those POV videos on TikTok now with the color and the black and white and the turning into color this is giving me like the adrenaline shot of romance that I need what was the one I saw the other day and it was a Star Wars one and it's not Anakin that's the guy that makes a world go to color it's Jar Jar Binks <laughs> I shit you not that was what it was I wish I'd sent it to you the first time I saw that meme or that type of video was Thanos and I was dying <laughs> I was like this is the most ridiculous thing this is so funny and then they started getting more and more serious and now I'm just like so hooked every single time but this week we baked Lambest bread from the amazing Lord of the Rings. Yes, inspired by a TikTok we saw. I, <laughs> I completely messed up my first batch. I cannot with you. And the worst part is I ate a slice. So what happened was I think I tried to halve. <laughs> I tried to halve the recipe because I think the original recipe it looked like there was loads, and I was like, I don't, I'm not going to eat all of that. And you know, when I'm baking for the podcast, I want to make sure that it's like. There's at least amount of waste as possible afterwards because I think that's really stupid if I'm making like something that could feed a thousand people and it's just like me. Um, so I try to halve it, but me and my dumb brain, my dumb monkey brain, is crap at maths. I think we can all agree. And I wrote down, I thought I'd written down 2.5 grams of salt, and I was like, okay, that's fine. I've got like 2.5 grams of salt. What did I do? Putting 25 grams of salt into the recipe and they came out so crispy and i ate it and honestly my mouth was like bloody sahara desert like it was like i was like mm. I it just tastes really salty and oh god and then it was only afterwards and i was looking at it and i was like oh i messed up messed up real bad second batch was fine you didn't think as you were putting it in like this is a lot didn't cross my mind it did not cross my mind until about until i'd finished eating it that i was like I messed up. Like I don't know what it, like I don't know what I was thinking. It's so funny because when you bake like a loaf of bread, it's like ten grams of salt. Twenty five grams of salt, and my lips were just like. You know what that reminds me of? What was that episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine when they have uh, mumps and she makes them a recipe that she found from the cave, and they were like five cups of salt. You didn't think that was weird. <laughs> Me. 13 cups of oregano I felt like <laughs> Rachel and friends when she makes the the trifle the trifle and she's like you I wasn't supposed to put beef in the trifle I'm like I wasn't supposed to put that much salt in the bloody thing you should have like offered it to the local farms for a salt lick oh, 
god you know and the, I, like i could literally i couldn't even break it like i couldn't even snap it like it was like freaking it was it was like plywood it was oh and then the second batch was really nice so the second batch was really fluffy and soft and really tasty actually um but the problem is with my new oven in my new apartment it's really good but two issues it's too good and it gets too hot too quick so i had to kind of like watch mm. the bakes otherwise i'm gonna burn everything that's ours yeah. definitely runs hot and then the other thing is if you open the oven the heat sensitive fire alarm is super sensitive sets it off every time and i'm just like i i'm getting used to it but i'm still kind of like Ugh, like every time i open the oven it's definitely a very pippin thing to do <laughs> put all that salt in how did your bake go i'm bet it was better than mine it was really good i thought it would be more of a cracker actually Why? i guess in the movie it looks more like maybe it's it was stale by the time they got to mortar probably i mean mine was a bit like it a was cracker. in their pack like for a month true like aren't they meant to be quite filling as well yeah it's like the whole thing Legos is like one bite can fill the stomach of a grown man <laughs> and mary and pippin are like damn does it <laughs> we ate four me honestly i just ate all of them honestly i feel like we have you and i have mary and pippin <laughs> energy i just don't understand how you went from having the recipe to adding 22 grams 25 grams your good is a guess your guess is as good as mine i've had too much wine uh, <laughs> you're good your good is a guess is mine <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i've no idea i don't know like it just it, it it just one it didn't cross my mind that that was way too much <laughs> two like i just it, it wasn't until like afterwards i think i came upstairs and i was just like I, i'd eaten a slice and i was like mm, that tasted weird and then i kind of like went back over my notes and i was like oh i forgot to put a dot between the two and the five evidently <laughs> 25 grams is so much <laughs> and i ate this slice i hate myself how are we making a podcast so I know, how are we making a podcast about baking and i'm like the worst baker on the planet <laughs> We'll have to have a compilation of all the baking. <laughs> Liv's baking disasters. Like it would just be like every single episode. Uh, I didn't add this. I didn't do this. This I don't know. Do you think this is <laughs> on par with how bad my blueberry cobbler was, or like <laughs> this? I baked it on the lid. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, I forgot. You to, know what it is. I forgot to. Um, I got forgot to do the blueberries. Like I forgot to like make the compote. Is it the compote? I have to just commend you for your confidence. I... <laughs> like, nothing stops you. You don't second guess yourself in the baking process. You're just like, yeah, this is the ba- this is this is the baking vessel. <laughs> they can't stop, won't stop. Twenty five grams of salt. I yeah. just thought it was really shallow. I oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I strive to have your confidence. The only confidence I have is when I come to baking and I'm always wrong. I will admit how bad I am, but like I don't want other people. The thing is, like you are good. I don't know why. This podcast brings out the worst <laughs> of my baking. Just ever since we started this podcast, my baking's gone downhill. Although I feel confident now with a better oven, like and my own space. Like this is mm-hmm. like I know what I've got. Yeah. I've I've got all my equipment. I know what I'm gonna do. I feel like I'm a bit more confident that future bakes are gonna be good. I mean, of this series, I think we've only got what two more episodes left so let's make it a big one i'm gonna have to like really like really get into it and (laughs) do a bake that i don't fuck up (laughs) so what would you say is like 
from book to screen the worst adaptation <gasps> that you've ever seen oh i'm not proud to say this because i'll get a lot of flack for it but uh, angels and demons by dan brown was the worst adaptation of a book i've ever seen <laughs> a lot of dan brown fans out there no i just know that people are like you read dan brown yes i read dan brown i was really into the da vinci code i was really into angels and demons i was really into the whole vibe of the lost symbol and whatnot like i feel like now i'd like it but when i was younger we were on a road trip i don't know if i mentioned this before but my mom was listening to the da vinci code on audiobook in the car and because we were children i just resented her so much for it and i resented the da vinci code for the rest of my life and i haven't read really? it oh. and i didn't even want to watch the movie no i was really <laughs> i when did the book when did the book come out let me google this da vinci da vinci <laughs> 2003 it came out so i definitely didn't read it when it came out because i would have been maybe i did that checks out. I feel like we were we were definitely eleven, or I was eleven when my mom listened to it, and I was just like, "This is the worst story ever." I, but you see, I read Dan Brown, and in like, I, I must have been like, as you say, like late childhood, early teens when I read it, and mm. I was actually really into it. Like, I thought it was a really, I thought it was really interesting, the history side of it, the sort of mystery side of it. Like, I, I bought into it, but then like as I was getting older, and people were like being like oh dan brown books like you're really tacky if you like read them and i was like oh no like you know it's just they kind of hurt but the angels and demons one i remember being really into the book and then the adaptation had ewan mcgregor in it and i was like this is gonna be like really good it's gotta be really good Mm -hmm. but they didn't do anything they didn't follow the story at all and i just like i was so brokenhearted about it like i just i hate it (laughs) i just hate it when you read a book and you really like it and then you watch a film version or a tv version of it and they just completely leave out really important bits Mm -hmm. like in like for me i really like the order of the phoenix but the movie left out so much about neville's parents that i and like you know i just felt like that would have really added to it like i felt they should have i have a lot to say about the harry potter series we'll get onto that in a bit but (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was gonna say that's like the biggest book yeah what about you what would you say is your biggest disappointment book to film the count of monte cristo never never seen it never read it what was that like um it you might as well just do either because basically whoever did the movie just decided to take the name the Count of Monte Cristo <laughs> and then just do whatever they wanted with it. Who was in it? Because it was not the same story. It was I think it's Antonio Landeras. It's an old movie. It's a really long book by Alexander Dumas. And oh yeah, yeah. I loved it. It was really good. <laughs> Alexander Dumas. And the movie was horrible. Uh, Guy Pierce is in it. I remember him. Oh, yeah, I think I know of the film. Like I think I remember. But yeah, they basically just took like the the main character's name and did whatever they want with it. I just remember it not following the story at all. I'm just gonna like out my awful taste in literature right now, but I, when I was an avid reader, a series that I became almost obsessed with was that era of when classics were taken and made into like reimagined horror like Pride, Prejudice and Zombies. Like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Killer. Now that book, I've, I really enjoyed that book and I actually really liked the movie of that. You would think that it was something I would have absolutely been obsessed with, but I think at the time I was just really like snobby about mm-hmm. it. Love period dramas. We know this. And I love Jane Austen and everything. But they're overdone. Like I saw that there's going to be a new persuasion I just feel like unless you're gonna reimagine it in some Why way, do you need another one. 
I've seen it so many times. We don't need another Emma. We don't need another Wuthering Heights. Like the, we don't need another. It's nice to see updated versions. You know, you know, nineteen ninety five versus versus two thousand Pride and Prejudice. Nice difference. I like it. I have yeah. my favorites of each. But like now, it's like even with like Shakespeare stuff, Romeo and Juliet. I've seen it so many times. Nothing changes. Only only yeah. the Baz Luhrmann version is the one that I'll ever really enjoy, or the nineteen sixties one with the guy that looks like Zac Efron. Um, the only version I'll except is Lion King 2. <laughs> the only one? I forgot that masterpiece. Yeah, and they live in the end, so... Deception. <laughs> disgrace. You know, like, if you're gonna do a, a reimagining of a book, do it like the Muppets. Treasure Island. A Christmas Carol. <gasps> do the Muppet way. The best. The Muppets just know how to take classics. <laughs> Um, I won't watch any other Christmas Carol other than the Muppets version now. Any other one doesn't, you know, oh, except Scrooge, maybe. That's the only, like, the one with Bill Murray. The Patrick Stewart one is so scary. Like, that's terrifying. I do not even like the Jim Carrey one where it was, like, all animated and it was, like, high tech and that was, yeah. like, nah. What book would you want to Muppet Muppetify? What book would I want to Muppetify? I feel like it has to be a classic because anything modern would lose the... It's it's the novelty of having Muppets playing serious characters, I think. Mm, Yeah. What about, like, Jane Eyre? Jane Eyre with Muppets. Like, Mr. Rochester is, like, Gonzo or something. (laughs) No. Does that mean his wife that he's hiding is the chicken? It could be the chicken or it could be Rizzo in a wig. What about you? What would you do? What would you muppify? Muppetify. What would I muppify? Um, I feel like Frankenstein would be a really good that one. That would be a good one. Would Frankenstein's monster be the Muppet, or would Frankenstein be the Muppet? I feel like the monster would have no, to No, Frankenstein... Yeah, Frankenstein is such a jerk, he'd have to be a real person. Yeah. Have you ever watched a movie and then read the book? And the book was better yeah. than the movie. What, what was that for you? Atonement. Atonement. Oh my atonement. god, I hate, fucking hate atonement. I don't know why I watched, I read it after I watched the movie. I don't know what I was expecting. I, what, were you hoping for a different ending? It was like that meme at the moment where it's like, uh, before people die, like in Moulin Rouge, you just close your laptop. <laughs> self-care. Yep, it's self-care. is just, you know, closing the book when they have their little meeting and that's it. I hate that. I've never had such blind rage after watching a film before of just being i was furious i was like i hate this what was the book is in your childhood that like really meant a lot to you fahrenheit 451 that's oh i've never read that is that good yeah i really liked it i just i loved dystopian novels Mm. for some reason i don't know i'm a whole crazy person um we read it for school and it it just got me thinking like just and it's so creepy because it's like about like the oversaturation of media to distract people and that's basically what we're doing right now oops you know (laughs) we're living it yeah like the whole burning books thing like really affected me Mm. and kind of got me thinking and it definitely solidified the idea that if people don't want you like why wouldn't people want you educated why like what's the worst reason people Mm. could have for not wanting you to read and educate yourself further that really kind of got me thinking i guess Um, but there's others too but what was yours uh, I have two that were kind of, well, do I have three? I might have three. I'll finish with the last one because I think you'll probably feel the same. The first one I remember is Carrie's War. And it's about a girl that's sent away to Wales during World War Two during the Blitz. And I just remember mm-hmm. I, the story itself wasn't what resonated with me. I mean, it was kind of, it was my mom's favorite book. Well, one of her favorite books because there was a character in it that she was going to name 
me after because she liked the name and it's Hepsi Bar. But it was just because I was really lonely at the time and I remember reading it on my lunch break in sort of primary school and it just really meant a lot to me because like I felt really connected to the characters because I was really lonely at the time. So that's one of them. The mm-hmm. second one was Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte because I remember being so engrossed in it, just the writing and the wording. And I remember being in class because I was part of an English lit class where basically most of the class lesson we were allowed just to read. And I was sat there and I was yeah. so engrossed in it that I couldn't hear the teacher calling me like she was trying to get my attention. And I just did not hear it at all because I was so into the book. Yeah. So that was probably the second one. And the third one was the Harry Potter series because I started with my mom reading that book to me. Like we read actually like pretty much oh, yeah. yeah she read all of them like all the early ones she, she would read them to me as a sort of bedtime story like that was like really mm-hmm. precious Same. yeah like a really precious moment to me but like towards the end it would be me at like 3 a.m in my bed with a torch reading it under the covers trying to finish it crying yeah. because of people dying it was yeah so but i expect you have the same experience with that as me definitely i remember when it first came out mom would read it to me and she'd do all the voices and mm. if you know my mom she is horrible at accents like imagine this dominican woman trying to do hagrid i was just about to say i'd love to hear her version of hagrid really funny it's remember and then it got to a point where i was like i need to read it because you're reading too slow i'm a speed reader and i was like i want to read it i remember getting the book the last one like my dad got it somehow like uh waiting online or something maybe my mom and reading it on vacation mm. like the part where fred dies <gasps> and I, like i remember just like rereading it over and over because i couldn't process it mm-hmm. it was just like too much sobbing okay so you said you did you read twilight but not watch the movies or you watched the movies but didn't read them? i so what happened was i was gifted twilight one the, the christmas it came out and it was like becoming this huge thing my parents bought me twilight and i don't know whether i was like adverse to it because of the hype surrounding it but i read the first few pages and i think it was something like bella looked at her long brown hair and her brown eyes and the mirror like it was just that kind of reading and i was like i, I can't i can't mm-hmm. do this so i did not continue it my sister picked it up she was obsessed with it that and the vampire diaries and everything else in between she was obsessed so i've watched all the films and i can appreciate their cinematic amazingness like they are good like i'm I'm the opposite i read it i hate the movies and didn't watch i watched the first movie maybe the second one you haven't watched the classic twilight movies no i know what actually hunger games is really impactful (gasps) me too me too that was that came out Mm -hmm. or the books came out during my final year of high school and in between studying that was like i was obsessed with it like and it was really weird because like you know the cornucopia trying to imagine what that mm-hmm. looked like everyone else had a different idea wait wait what was your idea of the cornucopia you know the thing that sits on a table at thanksgiving in america the yes. corn looking yes. thing that, the horn thing that was what i'm so excited. that was what i thought it looked like that's what i thought, that's what I, thought. I thought it was a tiny one <laughs> i mean i thought it was bigger i don't know what i was like imagining <laughs> i thought it was like not like tiny but i thought it was smaller than what it was in the movie and that it was kind of like a, a harry potter like sorting hat situation <laughs> where they like just pulled out what they needed that would work I you know my friend and I were talking about this how like if there's something that you imagine when you're reading mm-hmm. and then it like it's in the movie and it's completely different mm-hmm. like I did not imagine Dumbledore falling like 10 stories no for some reason so in the movies 
he's like, mm. like falling really dramatically. Like that for me was such a departure. And for my friend, it was the same thing with uh, Denethor's death in Lord of the Rings. Mm. She didn't think he fell like down the whole <laughs> tower of Minas Tirith. Like scarred for life after watching these films and being like, that's not what I thought happened. <laughs> but yeah, definitely Hunger Games was like a... Were you Huge. team Peter or team Gail? Same, always like same Tina Brown. Peter, I never, you know, like the whole, you know, it'd be like team Edward, team Jacob, Just team Ron, team Harry, Peter, team Gail. Like I or Stefan or Damon, mm. I was very good at picking like the non-toxic <laughs> ones. Like I was team Stefan, I was team Peter. I haven't watched the third movie of Hunger Games or Twilight. <laughs> Why? Why did you stop at two? I feel like the third Hunger Games was my least favorite book anyway, so I was like, I'll just leave it at this. Yeah, it was that kind of thing where it was just like, what the hell is happening? Like, what? It definitely, I just remember thinking it felt like her publisher kind of just said, we need you to finish this book now. Oh god, yeah, 100%. I mean, it was written to just make money, essentially, is what I gathered from the whole thing. It wasn't like a kind of like, I had a dream about this, you know, dystopian future. It was a woman who was like, right, here's what's popular, here's what's going to be popular let's make some money yeah you know and she did and she did money. she did really well the two shakespeare plays that i actually really like in film version and it, it doesn't pain me to say but it just is the both directed by kenneth branagh and i like oh, kenneth branagh i'm like oh like he just annoys me but eh. uh but othello his othello is really good and mm-hmm. what's it called? Oh, um, and much to do about nothing with Emma Thompson and yeah, yeah. that oh the chemistry between Beatrice and Benedict in that is just fantastic. Which is also really good in the Catherine Tate and David Tennant version as well. That was amazing. Such a good show. Iago is such a good like antagonist. It's like he's the perfect antagonist. Iago is just like the whole thing with the strawberry handkerchief like i was just obsessed with it i thought it was really clever and... do you remember watching videos i don't know if you ever watched them but it was sassy gay friend and like oh, how would desdemona like, if she had a sassy gay friend it's like yama's been telling her husband that your fingers have been all over cassio's keyboard so we need to get out any closing statements you want to say about literature or books that you enjoy? Um, I wish I had more time. <laughs> I think it's just like talking about it made me realize how much I used to read, and and now and now I don't. Maybe twenty twenty one's the year that you get back into reading. And our points go to. Bay. Yes, so next episode we will be talking all things Eurovision the tacky, the glittery, the funny, the weird, the non European, the non European <laughs> acts. If you have any book recommendations, we'd be glad to hear them on Instagram. Yeah, we might read them, probably not, but I mean, we would love to. We'll probably buy it, put it on our shelves, tell people we've read it, and never look at it again. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at EXBR Podcast. You definitely follow us on TikTok. We are so much fun. We're so much fun on TikTok. We like, you know, I'm proud of our TikTok content. I am too. Just if more people could like it, that would be great for my self esteem. (laughs) 
Eat bread and stay sexy, folks. Bye. You've got to say bye, too. Oh, I do. I have to say goodbye. <laughs>